1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, by the time everybody's listening to this episode, both of our conference finals matchups will be set in the Stanley Cup playoffs as we're recording this ahead of the Rangers taking on Carolina in Game 7 of their series. But out west, things are finalized and settled as we will get McDavid versus McKinnon, one of the best head-to-head matchups that we've had Probably throughout the playoffs, I'm trying to think historically, like the past handful of years uh, of a matchup of this kind, but this is pretty much the equivalent of of Crosby Ovechkin out West at this stage of the game. Two of the game's premier players facing off against each other, seemingly will be matched up against each each other all series, and I'm really excited here. I think the Avalanche are going to end up coming out on top in this series, but I think that With the way that Connor McDavid is playing, you really can't count Edmonton out. And we'll see. I mean, this is the ultimate test. Like, he has willed the Oilers through these first two rounds. We'll see if he'll be able to do it one more time on the biggest stage of his career so far. What are your thoughts heading into this
0: series out west before we turn our attention to the east? So, you mentioned Crosby and Ovechkin. I think a good comparison is the 2009 series between those teams because – The big reason is the 2016 and 17 series and 18, frankly, between them, you had Crosby is already really established as having won a cup and then, you know, it's just a whole different narrative. So 09, they're both relatively young. I think they're both younger than McKinnon and McDavid are at that point. And you have two really, really good teams. That Capitals team uh, was, that was the beginning of like the Capitals being unbelievable every regular season. And then. Obviously the Penguins ended up winning the Stanley cup and beating a great Detroit team. So they were fantastic as well. So I think that reminds me of, uh, of this. And we talked last podcast about what an incredible postseason McDavid is having. So I don't know how much we need to go in on that. We have two more people that I'd like to point out though, that are relevant to this series. First is Leon Dreissel had a unbelievable game five. Oh yeah. uh, Where he had five points and now has uh, tied McDavid for the lead in the playoffs with 26 points in 12 games. They, they each have that, which, like we said last time, those are basically Conn Smythe numbers through two series. But on the other side, so we both agree the Avalanche are a better team. They're a deeper team, better on defense, and they have a better goaltender. They also have another fella by the name of Nathan McKinnon, another first overall pick and uh, this fella has quite a playoff resume. Actually he's played 60 playoff games and he has 82 points. His first two playoff appearances were, I mean, they're both good actually. I don't know why I'm saying they're just okay. They're 10 points in seven games and six points in six games. And since then he's had 13 points in 12 games, 25 points in 15 games. And the last two years he's had eight goals in 10 games in both.
1: Jesus Christ. Well, and I think (laughs) it's important to keep in mind too that even though it wasn't in a losing effort, McKinnon has shown through his performance in game five of this series, again, even though they lost in overtime and in general, throughout his playoff career, that he like McDavid has the ability to take over and completely change the outlook of a game. I mean, that hat trick that he had in game five and especially that third goal that he had, that was the one that the, the big highlight, real one that we all had saw. I mean, McKinnon has that unique ability through Uh, not only like his, his goal scoring ability, but just his speed and his playmaking that, you know, similar to McDavid. And I I think also too, I'll say before I get into this, that McKinnon does have a deeper forward group around him than McDavid does, but McKinnon has that ability to just with the simplest of plays, make everybody around him infinitely better. And that's the other thing that McDavid does too, is that they can come at you from, from multiple facets. Like it's not just their, their elite goal scorers or they're good two-way players. They're all of that and more. And I mean, I have, again, like I, I, going back to it, I think that the, the early Crosby Ovechkin comparison is great. And I hope that this will eventually then lead to this being a, a consistent matchup where we get to see these two go head to head in the playoffs. And this maybe becomes like a new, you know, more modern rivalry for the both of them. Um, but like you had talked about though, I do think that just about every facet, the avalanche have the edge here. Do you think that, you know, and again, we're talking about in the case of McDavid and Dryas, little two guys that have 26 points through 12 games for uh, comparison's sake, McKinnon and Makar both have 13 points in 10 games, which is obviously still great numbers, but not to the just eye-popping 26 number that McDavid and Drysdale have. Do you think that the two of them have what it takes to get Edmonton over the hump and back to the Stanley cup final? Or do you think that McDavid or uh, excuse me, that McKinnon, Makar, Landeskog, Rantanen, Devin Tays, like the, just the depth of Colorado is going to be too much for Edmonton to overcome.
0: I would assume so, yeah. I also would like to say for the listeners that immediately after we recorded last week's episode and I said game five that Colorado was going to win and they they obviously blew that, blew that 3-0 lead, me and Brendan actually watched the game and when McKinnon scored that unbelievable end-to-end goal, uh, I don't I can't even describe how incredible that was. I was like, Dan, we should re-record the podcast. But obviously, they lose the game anyway. St. Louis ties it under 10 seconds left and then wins in overtime. But I have an important question for Brendan here. Were you, as a, a hockey fan who has a hockey podcast and it has an affinity for the Colorado Avalanche, were you aware that Darren Helm was still in the NHL? Absolutely not. (laughs) <laughs> so I was actually in, I was in Savannah on Friday. I, when I, I flew in and I was uh, that night I was at a bar. So I'd missed most of the game and it was like the the third period closing minutes and it's tied. And I was like, Oh, you know, overtime again, that could be good for St. Louis. So if they force a game seven, all, all the pressures on Colorado. And then what do you know? <laughs> um, yep. Darren Helm of all people scores his first playoff goal with about five seconds left to, to seal the series.
1: And I had a I had a bunch of friends over on Friday night too, and we're all watching the game and screaming. And immediately, are like, "Who was that? Who was that?" And I think there was like three of us all at once who said some variation of, "Darren Helm is still playing." Like, I can't believe if he, it. If you would have told me he was still playing and told me to guess where he was, what team he was playing for, I would not have said Colorado. I feel like I probably have like heard in passing that like the transaction happened of him being on the Avs at some point or another, but just not at all somebody you think of when you go through and list all the players on the avalanche
0: no it used to be that would be a big deal a big betrayal if you left the Detroit Red Wings and went to Colorado that would have been a a big deal now here's the thing that you You gotta get Detroit back
1: in the west by the way I want that did you see the the, I'm sorry to off track or sidetrack really quick did you see the preview for the New, it's like I think it's a thirty for thirty about that rivalry, about the Red Wings Avalanche rivalry. I did
0: not, but I'm very excited for that. Oh just my not Hearing that,
1: God, Taylor, you need to go watch. If you, for anybody listening, if you haven't watched the trailer, you need to. They get everyone. Everyone's in it. Shanahan, Yeiserman, Forsberg, Sackic, like all Claude of them. What's that? Claude, Claude Lemieux. Le yep, they
0: are all in it. Okay, so it looks incredible. Darren Helm is not as old as I thought
1: what is he like 36
0: he's 35 he uh did not really play on the detroit cup team the last one uh either the one that won or the one that lost but he came up basically the next year and he yeah he's just been kind of he's never had more than 33 points and he in fact he had eight points in 47 games for detroit last year and colorado's like gotta get a piece of that
1: we're wait Was he in Detroit that entire time? Why did I say he was in like Florida or somewhere else at some point? I don't know. So he was in Detroit his entirety of his career until this year where he goes to Colorado.
0: Yeah. Wow. And it looks like he's played every playoff game. I have not noticed this guy once. I mean, he's he's averaging 10 minutes a game, so that's not much. But still, it's crazy. I never would have imagined that. How many did he play in the regular season? 68. Damn. He's been there. He's he's like a fourth liner there. He's a the thing is like last year they had a super deep team and they were gonna have to be less deep this year. I just figured I would have seen him by now. Now, here's the thing with him as well: he's played 92 playoff games. And he actually did play. No, you know, see, I was wrong. In the regular season, he barely played for their cup teams, uh 08 and 09. In the playoffs, he played most games. Wow. He played 41 games between those two postseasons, nine points. So he was um he actually was uh, on those. So that's that's weird. So he played 18 and 23 games those postseasons. In those regular seasons, he played seven and 16 games. How does that make sense? That is incredibly strange. Hmm. That is very strange. What a weird career. Yeah. Vili Lano also on those Detroit Stanley Cup teams. So yikes. Yeah. So I've that's enough about Darren Helm. So Colorado, we've talked about this for as good as they've been, especially the last few years and how they're, they're pretty much considered a premier franchise. They actually hadn't been to the conference final since 0-2 when yep. they lost to Detroit 20 years. And the only teams that hadn't gone in that time uh, were Seattle. This is their first year. Uh, and the Florida Panthers, I believe. I think everyone else has been there since. Wow. I, well, all right. They might be tied with the Maple Leafs. Now that I think about this, the Maple Leafs also haven't been to the conference final since 0-2. So, them and the Maple Leafs are tied, and then it was Florida. So, now the longest are Florida still, still has been since 96, Maple Leafs 02. And then, unfortunately, I think the Sabres are third now. But you can correct me if I'm wrong. Seattle, I'm, I'm going to not count because they weren't around. Right. Am I mistaken, or is, is that correct? Or is Calgary behind us? Hmm. Wait, Calgary so is behind even... us. It's is it Cal- Florida 96 this is something i could look up but i didn't um florida 96 toronto in 02 buffalo in 07 but i think calgary hasn't been since 04 yeah calgary or have no they they yeah they i don't remember if they have yeah i don't think they have i think we talked about how they haven't had much playoff success all right so Calgary's... so i think we're fourth i'm going to do a quick google the nhl standings to see if there's anyone else I came up with so i don't sound like an idiot cuz like let's see the lightning bruins red wings canadian senators they've all been there recently Kane's been there recently the rangers uh have penguins capitals islanders oh i got another one hold on the blue jackets
1: yeah. the blue jackets
0: yeah so the blue jackets haven't been ever and they've been around since 2000 and the devils and flyers have been there somewhat recently well, more recently than us oh i got another one the wild 03. right Yep, they haven't been there yet. they made it to the second round, right? Yeah, they've only made it to the second round, uh, I think, 100
1: times.
0: (laughs) Um, Jets have been there once. The Coyotes have been there once. Uh, Let's see. Oilers just got there. They also, they had been since 06, so they were behind us. Not anymore. Kings have been there. Knights, Canucks, Sharks, Ducks, and then obviously the Kraken just became a team. So, seventh, not fourth. That's good. Good for the Sabres. We got a few teams that are going to have to jump There we us. go. I think we make it back before the Blue Jackets.
1: I would agree with that, given where both these franchises seem like they're headed towards right now. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. yeah I think this series is going to be really interesting too, because I think the other thing to keep in mind is that as incredible as McKinnon is too, and McCar for that matter, they really, aside from McKinnon's big four point game when he had the hat trick, weren't their usual difference makers on the score sheet. I believe McCarr only had three points against St. Louis in that series. Yeah, but with that being said, though, again, this goes into the into Colorado's depth. They have the best power play percentage right now in the playoffs. I think they're at about thirty four, yeah, thirty four point five percent right now, is their uh, their power play percentage, which is tops in the NHL. And then, you know, to that end, too, NHL has listed also that the Oilers are at four point three three goals per game in the playoffs right now, which is also the best in the NHL. So. Hopefully there's a lot of special teams, I guess, in this matchup too. And we just get to see both of these offensive powerhouses go up against each other and just score a ton of goals.
0: Yeah, I, that's what I was hoping for. I think in the last series with Colorado, Biddington was unbelievable to start. And mm-hmm. then he gets hurt. That was a whole to-do with Kadri and all that stuff that happened. And, and then Hussauds comes in, and I'm sure a lot of St. Louis fans were like, uh-oh, he was really shaky against the Wild. And then he was good. I mean, they almost won anyway. Um, yeah. So that I think this series now you're going to see, I mean, Mike Smith, choose your own adventure novel of a goalie, like 39 years old. Sometimes it looks awesome. Sometimes lets in pucks from 200 feet away. Right. And then you see like how, like you've mentioned how deep Colorado is and you have this Oilers first line, which has just been unbelievable in every game of Andrew Kane, for as much of a bad person as he's off the ice is the perfect person to play with Connor McDavid. And then drives it all. Like we said, he's had 26 points. Their power play is good. And they've actually gotten scoring from some secondary guys. Like, like I believe Zach Hyman and uh, Nugent Hopkins have had pretty good playoffs so far. So they're not a one-line team. Mm -hmm. And their defense is still kind of, kind of a mess (laughs) to put it nicely. So I think you're going to see a lot of scoring and hopefully that scoring goes both ways and something to keep an eye out for. The NHL record for points in a single postseason is in jeopardy. Which is what? 48. 47. 47 or 48. One of those. No, I think it's 47. And everyone might be surprised to hear that. Like, how could a player in the 2020s possibly touch a 1980 scoring record? Specifically Wayne Gretzky. You know how that is, Brendan? Because Connor McDavid exists. No, because Wayne Gretzky was too good. And his team was too good, and they didn't lose in the playoffs. So they didn't play enough games. That forty-seven points came in eighteen playoff games. They went sixteen and two to win the cup. I think that was eighty-five. Eighteen. Yeah, for those mathematicians at home, that's like two point seven points per game. Forty-seven points in eighteen playoff games.
1: Oh my god!
0: I know forty-seven points would make you an all-star over a full season in like two thousand three. <laughs> um. So. So that's something to look forward to, though, because McDavid and Dreyseus, like, so if they beat Colorado to get to the cup, they'll have a chance at it. But if they beat Colorado to get to the cup, I think you're looking at a six or seven game series, obviously. Right. And if they get to the cup, yeah, maybe they just get smoked by, like, Tampa or Carolina or New York, I guess, is still on, still in it. Th- that's they're – they're going to have to probably – have another like six or seven game series i know it's five against calgary i call that like extenuating circumstances markstrom was really not himself
1: yeah that was complete luck i felt like that series was way more lopsided than i think any of us were really expecting it to be
0: yeah it totally turned yeah bad series for markstrom there's there's some interesting thoughts people have had on that But, but yeah it's uh i think you're gonna have another deep series which means you're gonna get a lot of playoff games so for comparison's sake, if they have a six game conference final, he'll already have played as many games as Gretzky played in 85. Mm -hmm. So he'll have a lot of chances at it, at the record. Both of them, I should say could just as easily be Leon. Yeah, no, that's very true. That's
1: very true. Well, and I think again, like one of the things that's going to be interesting, I mean, all eyes are of course going to be on the guys at the top of the lineup for both teams, but For Edmonton, I mean, this is going to be the biggest test of their depth showing up, because in reality, they have, what, like four forwards, really, that contribute for them? Five, I guess we could say, between McDavid and Drysdale, Kane, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins.
0: Beyond that, that what's that?
1: Yeah, God, how many guys do they have in general that contribute for them? Well, that's what I mean. Is it really just those five, you know, like... I I mean, if you include all skaters... What's up, y- Yamamoto. Yamamoto. I mean, Poyarvi has been non-existent. He's only got three points in this series so far, you know, Tyson Berry. I mean, he's playing probably, I guess, like second pair of minutes, but he's normally a point getter. Same with Duncan Keith. Both of those guys have um, four and five points respectively. Evan Bouchard is the leading scorer among defensemen. Cody CC, seven points in 12 games for them. So mm-hmm. I mean, where are are you, I guess, granted when you have guys putting up as gaudy numbers as what McDavid and Dreisler are doing, the need for secondary scoring isn't as dire, we'll say, but again, you're going up against maybe the most high powered offense left in the playoffs right now. And you are going to need more than just your top six scoring because Calgary is a damn good team, but I don't think that they hold a handle to what color or hold a candle to what Colorado is about to give to them.
0: Yeah, they're going to need um, Mike Smith to really be on his game, and which is totally reliable. Yeah, man. And I mentioned earlier that the Coyotes actually went to a conference final. I just thought of that now. That was Mike Smith. That was yeah. a that was hot Mike Smith at that hot point. Mike Smith. He was a, a fresh young like thirty one year old <laughs> um, at that point. I'm not even joking. I think he was. Brist Maybe he's like in his late 20s. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't I even sp-
1: remember a time that Mike Smith was in. Was Mike Smith ever in his 20s? Like, do we have confirmation that this man at any point was like 25 years old? Because I don't think so. I, I think I he's
0: perpetually been 30 or above. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I can't even think of where he played when he was young. Like, he's, I feel to me, he's always been an old guy bouncing around the Western Conference. So prior to. Phoenix. When he arrived there in
1: 2011, 2012, he was with Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, they weren't good though. We're no, there. he was uh, definitely he was in a timeshare there too, uh, and actually, predominantly the backup for a couple of the years. He was in a timeshare, but with Dwayne yeah, rollison I believe that is the ca- well. No, 2008, 2009. Who's
0: is Rol- Bobby Rolson? bullen Or wait, is it Vesa Toskala?
1: No, come on! Oh my sweet Jesus! Wow, this is a quite the, quite the gang we got here. We have Mike Smith playing forty games. Mike McKenna playing fourteen games. Kari Ramo, there's a throwback for you. He started twenty games. Oli, the goalie at age thirty eight, started eight games for them. Yeah, that is interesting. So then, who was it? The who's the year? Who's the next year then? Wow. Artero Nidimaki. Wow. 49 games played the following season. And you know who is the number three goalie on this team, Taylor? Ben Bishop? Our good no. friend, Dustin Tokarski. Really? Two games played. Wait, did Ben Bishop get traded to Tampa for Corey Conacher? That would be correct. So then Dwayne Rolison actually, we're right here. Yeah, 2010. Roly the 11, goalie and Oli the goalie. Back to back 2010, 2011, Dwayne Rollison.
0: Yeah, they went wow. to the conference finals. Go out and
1: get him. Yep. And again, like it's pretty split here. We have Rollison had 34 games. Mike Smith had 22. Dan Ellis had 31
0: games. Mm. Wow. Very
1: interesting. Very, very interesting.
0: All right. So before we get into anything else, um, let's hear a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 at any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and responsible gambling resources. So there was some kind of a world championship this weekend.
1: There was, there was. And a little bit of drama as we were talking about beforehand, but Finland ends up coming away as the winners of the 2022 IIHF World Championship. Doan Cousins, shout out to Dylan Cousins. Third in scoring, tied with future Buffalo Sabre, Pierre-Luc Dubois, as a matter of fact, who also happened to be playing on his line throughout the tournament. Uh, Cousins and PLD, as we had said, each had 13 points. Oh, just as we all anticipated, Roman Cervenka from the Czech Republic, 17 points in 10 games. And then Drake Batherson was second in scoring with 14 points in 10 games as well. So wow. good to see you there. Good to see uh, Cousins being at the, at the top of the leaderboard there, or near the top, I should say, uh, among scores in the tournament. Uh, you know, there's a handful of other guys too, guys who had came along during the the tournament to play um, the rest of the way out. Uh, you know, David Pasternak ends up showing up as well after and after the uh, Boston series. Michael Granlund ends up going from Nashville after they were knocked out and playing for Finland there couple of other notable folks who are near the top of the leaderboard here. 2022 top draft prospect who is seemingly probably going to go second overall. Jurek Slefkowski, he ends up putting up nine points in eight games for Slovakia. But yeah, so shout out to Dylan Cousins. Good to see him coming in third place. Do you have any thoughts on the world championships, Taylor, that you'd like to share?
0: Um, not really. Uh I Good. saw that. I was thinking, well, oh, maybe I should watch this, see what the Sabres are up to. And I was like, oh, John Hayden's playing on Team USA. And I was like, hmm. Never mind. Let go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I admittedly didn't watch
1: uh, anything aside from just like highlights after the fact. I really wasn't following this very closely along. I've been way more tuned into the NHL and NBA playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, this is not something that people in North America typically typically care about much. Partially because it's not really a best on best tournament, and then it's like, oh, this guy's out of the playoffs. I might play. I might not play. It's just, uh, it's always been a weird tournament, but I mean, it's good for those guys. It's good to see like Cousins and Daleen play well the way they did. Unfortunate that no Sabres won a gold medal, but Bad. I mean, come on, how much do they really care anyway if right. they win the world championship gold medal? Maybe they care, who knows? But, but yeah, so are you, uh, are you excited for this game tonight? I don't know. It's been, it's been a weird series there in Carolina.
1: It has been a very weird series. You know, Carolina and- hasn't won on the road yet. Have they really not? Wow. I hadn't even realized that. They are undefeated at home and defeated on the road. I mean, it's tough. Who do I want to see crushed more Carolina or Rangers fans? Like it's Carolina. Well, that's what I was going to say is that it's tough. But at the end of the day, it's Carolina 10 times out of 10. Like we rag on the Rangers and their fans, a bunch and everything you know, and have fun with it and everything. But let's be clear here. My disdain for the Rangers and real Rangers fans does not even come close to how I feel about the Carolina Hurricanes and the hate that I have for them. So give us the Shisterkin versus Vasilevsky matchup. I'm fine with that. Also, as we've all learned too over time, that Carolina's cutesy little act is uh, its a bunch of bullshit. And nobody yeah. should like them, not even people who live and support that, or who live in. They're in North Carolina, right? Yeah, uh, Raleigh. Raleigh, right? Yeah. So, not even people who live in Raleigh. Nobody
0: should support that team. I agree. You know, if you live in Charlotte, let's be honest, you're not from Charlotte. Why aren't you just so, a Fritz fan then? Like, grow up. Exactly. Wherever you came from originally, before you moved to Charlotte, right? Just keep being a fan of them. Yep, exactly. And if you if you live in Raleigh, I don't really know what Raleigh is. I'm told that it's a city. Uh, it's like are, can we
1: confirm that though? Do we know that for certain? I don't know. Why does I know the NHL do? Like Why does the place? NHL
0: insist on this? Like uh, we're gonna move near a major growing market, but not in it. Just near it. We're gonna we're gonna move near Miami and put a team in Sunrise. We're gonna have a hockey team in Tempe. We're right. gonna have an NHL team in Raleigh. Just, just go to cities. What does the matter with you? Anyway.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: I uh, unfortunately, unfortunately have to cheer <laughs> for Tampa Bay to make a third straight cup. What's that? We unfortunately have to cheer for Tampa Bay to make a third. Sadly straight we cup. do, but I guess go Western
1: conference in that case. Also too, let's let's talk about this a little bit. I mean, we'll give Colorado a pass, but I think it's especially ridiculous. Like why Carolina, what, what's Carolina?
0: The, yeah it's, it's two states yeah but that's the thing the that's one. what the that's what the panthers do too howards well i believe they came first so we're gonna blame the carolina panthers for this Well, exactly like colorado i don't know why they do that because you know the the nuggets are the denver nuggets right right like denver avalanche it doesn't sound quite right but still that's a good point actually and you know it doesn't the, i mean the broncos are denver but the rockies are colorado colorado rockies Colorado Avalanche. That actually does work. Yeah. Because those things are describing Colorado type things. I don't know what nuggets are. Are they nuggets of gold? I assume. Yes, I believe the that Denver is. Denver Nuggets. Uh, and then Denver. Yeah, that you know that that all kind of sounds good. I don't know why the Florida Panthers, I guess because they're not in Miami. They're 45 yeah. minutes away. They didn't think they could call themselves Miami. Yeah, Carolina is ridiculous. It's two entire states. Doesn't make any sense. It's also I'm pretty sure you're uniting people who are uh, passionately antagonists in the world of college sports. See? What's wrong with these people? Who knows, man?
1: It's, it just doesn't sit well with me. And I think that there, this needs to be investigated. I think the people who are responsible for this need to be tried for their crimes. And they need to be prosecuted to the highest extent in the court of law.
0: Yeah. I don't actually know I mean the hurricanes fed like three owners since I've watched hockey, so I have no idea who brought them there. Well, all of them. they should go back to Hartford is what they should do. Yes, go play in that mall. Yep. that sounds way cooler. It, it, I mean, Hartford had some great aesthetics. I know that's a wildly unrealistic place financially to have a hockey team, but they played it in a mall they They had that song "Brass Bonanza," which is the, easily it's the best song and hockey i don't think there's anything close And they had awesome uniforms
1: stupendous jerseys the, all of the jerseys that they've had but the, i mean obviously like the green ones are super crisp the white are great but like those navy blues too
0: those things were hot and they had the house they had a father and yep. son line which is i don't know if people know that gordy Cord- house centered his two sons yep exactly what i mean what are we what, what are we doing in carolina still
1: And again, what is Carolina? It's not.
0: It's not a thing. Nope. Grow up. You know, so I was in, like I said, I was in Savannah this weekend, and I was also then in Atlanta, well, at the Atlanta airport for a few hours. I did not see any Atlanta Thrashers memorabilia, unfortunately. That's so, so sad. Gone and forgotten.
1: let's let's give Atlanta another run move move Carolina third time's the charm that's what they say when it comes to professional sports franchises you got to just give them a third opportunity to make it work and that's the one that's going to set them up for future success absolutely well Um, do
0: you have any uh recommendations for the people
1: yeah I recommend that Carolina both of them get removed from the United States (laughs) no again
0: Uh, what's that again yes i i i think that this that's what we got to do we got to just separate them um see, you know there's no new original ideas in this country we're just running everything back
1: that's okay when it comes to excommunicating these horrible horrible places well this one (laughs) horrible collective place i think we need to do it wow
0: i don't have any listeners in
1: north or south carolina i if we do you're the exception to the rule you could come live in buffalo everybody else is just we got to get him out of here we got to go but All right, I do have a recommendation. I'm going to recommend a song because last night, and I want to pose this to you as a question and even to our listeners as well. Last night, Sunday night, I had the absolute pleasure of capping off my birthday weekend by seeing T-Pain at the Outer Harbor. And this is biased because I love this song. It's a great song. I think Bartender is a top 25 pop song of the 21st century. It's a great time. It's an incredible song. Like, it, like just in general, like, I mean, it's, it's just a fun song. T-Pain's great. We, of course, in Buffalo all have a soft spot for T-Pain after we revived his career and everything. But, like, as unbiased as I could be with a little bit of bias sneaking in, I'm going to say Bartender is a top 25 pop song of the 21st century. So what I recommend is that everybody – on Tuesday at 12 noon, let's all stream Bartender by T-Pain. Start at the exact same time, and then we can all enjoy it together. I'm all right. probably going to forget to do that, but if you're listening to this, use this as a reminder to stream Bartender by T-Pain.
0: Yeah, T-Pain. If you, if you haven't thought about T-Pain in a while, uh, go to Spotify or or YouTube and just find a, a playlist of songs that T-Pain is on or his own songs or songs he produced and it's like a million of your favorite songs from 2006 to 2011 it was unreal i think honestly
1: more than half of his set was his features and all of them i was like damn i forgot t-pain did this too like there's so many i'm on a boat oh he sadly didn't do that i wish he would have oh that's too bad um all right, he so was my- a great performer too, by the way. I just got to say also, his sh- like stage presence, his showmanship, his dancing, like his rapping, his singing, top to bottom. I mean, he was awesome. So much fun. Highly recommend if you ever get the chance to go see T-Pain. Not while it's overflowing with people at Canal Side. <laughs> if you ever have a chance to see him, though, I would definitely recommend. He was a lot of fun. Really good time.
0: Yeah. So I watched the original Top Gun last night to be prepared to see Top Gun today in IMAX. So I can't recommend You're it yet because... You're a big Tom Cruise guy, aren't you? <laughs> well, folks, who doesn't love Jerry Maguire? Really? Top who Gun is us? getting unbelievable reviews. Is it really? Uh, yeah. So I got to see what it's all about. I just watched the original and I, I feel like if you've never seen the original, you kind of have. the thing. All the things you know about it, it's, it's most of the movie. Um, know. You, you, like, you know... Yeah, It's such a – so ingrained in American culture. People know what – you you pretty much know everything about Top Gun already. So I'm really excited for the new one. I'll see – I don't know. See what all the rave reviews are about. I'm going to see it on IMAX, which was recommended to me. Uh, and then – so as far as an actual recommendation goes, I would – so i I didn't really consume any media. Uh, over the past few days because i was besides podcasts because i was traveling but i'm going to recommend a place which i don't think we've ever done before which is savannah it was my second time there savannah georgia I've never been historic place uh especially the 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 old town like the main downtown part is a lot of the buildings um have been preserved for hundreds of years there's a other town squares that go back to when the place was settled originally and Last time I was there, I did some cool ghost tours. Now, if you're like, whatever, not into the paranormal ghost tours are like basically 95% history tours because all of them are a story about something that happened at a place. And then the end is like, and some say his ghost still haunts this place to this day. Well, like it's mostly a history tour with ghosts at the end. So that's, that's a good time. And then it was just a lot of things to do. And it's really nice. I mean, I would go, if you can, if you're a person from the North, maybe go in the spring or fall gone in the summer twice now and it's uh, a challenge (laughs) swelteringly hot (laughs) yeah it's pretty warm for especially going like right now i know it's spring technically it's may but like this actually might be a worse time to go now that think about it because it's super late may might be the worst time to go it's super hot there right now and we have not dealt with the heat yet like if you go in august or july you've already dealt with the heat so you're like all right it's not that different than buffalo in july and august right but Right now, I was not ready for it, to be honest. But it was it was still a great time. And it beats the cold, in my opinion. So, and then, you know, obviously, Southern food. Can't say enough about it. Go off for a couple days. Don't worry about your waistline. And then, you know, deal with that when you come back, I guess. All right. I love that. I've heard of uh,
1: plenty of people who have said Savannah is such a great place to visit. It's a pretty big uh, destination for, like, bachelor and bachelorette parties, if I'm not mistaken, to... It seemed uh, to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. That's awesome. Well, good. I'm glad it was a good time. I actually have a couple of friends who are going there uh, next week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Who's your random Sabres player of the episode? Mike Wilson. Mike Wilson. Oh, okay. All right. I will go with. It a good one to go with here. How about we go with uh, Chris Gratton? Yeah. Thanks All for right. giving us Danny Breer. Oh, Mike Wilson! Thanks for giving us Ryan Miller. Yeah, see, look at that! Wow, beautiful synergy. Poetry. We love that. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Straight Up Sabers, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, make sure you're checking out both of the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites, whatever streaming platform you're currently using. Make sure you're checking out all of our fellow shows, and also go follow them on social media, whatever platforms you're active on. And speaking of that, make sure you're following Straight Up Sabers on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Last but not least. Make sure you are using promo code THPN at checkout for DraftKings and take advantage of the great deals that they are offering there. We'll be back with a brand new episode on Thursday, talking more in-depth about the Eastern Conference Finals and whatever that matchup may be. But in the meantime, everybody, have a great start to your week. This has been Straight Up Sabers.